Hey. Hello. Gabe. Hey, Gabe. Yes. Hey, man. How are you? Really good. Really good. Thanks for having me. Not a problem, man. I know that you are, you're busy and the season is getting geared up and um, I just wanted to, obviously this is going to be a little bit easier for you than, than us doing anything live um, as we want to, but I appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your, of your busy schedule and um, joining us. So um, just for the, yeah, yeah. As a, for the audience guys, this is Gabe uh, Zapani, who is the Sports Performance Director for the Jacksonville Armada, the pro soccer team here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and guys, if you really don't know um, about Gabe, please, um, Gabe, where can they go and get some information on you? Um, they can go online on, on the, the website. Um, they can go on my Facebook page, um, Gabriel Zapponi. Um, I, I am on Instagram as well. Gabriel Zapponi. Um, they they know a little bit about my 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 life, about my my job, what I do with the the, the players and athletes. Um, so that's 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 the the social media that that I have. Absolutely, man. Listen. Um, so obviously. Uh, we both work with youth athletes and or, or just athletes in general. And one of the one of the biggest things that, at least on my end, that we come across is just that the injury rates um, are are high in youth sports. And how, what is your take on strength and conditioning for the youth athlete, especially the footballer or soccer player? Injury, pre- injury prevention is massive, and, and it's a it's a great part of the strength and conditioning programs, you know. And that the that's the biggest challenge: how far can we push them? How far can we work on the performance uh, to take the players to the next level without injuries? So uh, the the exercise for for injury prevention, you know, the the Nordic hamstrings, uh, the eccentric exercises uh that allows the players to to work um on uh, the negative phase so to speak of the exercise are massive especially for for hamstrings uh which is one of the the highest uh rates of injuries in soccer um but also growing squads um so strengthening conditioning is massive in regards to injury prevention um, not just working on the strength, but can the the coaches and players understand that the strengthening is gonna be huge for you because ultimately you want to perform and you don't want to sit out. And the the more you sit out, uh, the less you're developing. So it's it's huge. That's a that's a great answer, Gabe. Um, and I really appreciate the um, the focus on the eccentric phase. Um, that's something that we that we really concentrate on, especially with our own athletes. Um, I know you do the same. Um, what would you say? What would be the biggest tip if you're talking to a 15, 16, 17 year old soccer player or youth athlete? What can they do right now, or what tip do you have uh, for them to reach that level um to go you mean to go to the next level or to reach the level 
um, um, as a pro? Yeah, I, I think I think one obviously there's going to be to to reach the level of pro there's going to be a little bit of maturity and, and mental maturity involved. But let's just say the next level as far as physicality. Let's just say the next level in their their own career right now as a high school athlete. Well, everybody everybody's different, you know. So it, it, I, I believe that every athlete needs um, a different um, program, so to speak. So may, maybe um, they need more strength. They, maybe they need more speed. So it's going to be a little bit different uh, from an injury prevention uh, that we, we talked before. I think if, if they could invest in a little foam roller, a little mini bands or bands uh, in general, uh, that they could do some concentric and eccentric exercise, those are very cheap. And you, they they could do on their own. Um, I think those would would take them to the next level in regards to physicality. Yeah, and and guys, I, I and it's funny because I found a magazine when I was uh, cleaning up my closet the other day, and it was a it was a performance magazine. And mini bands and rollers, they're not new. I mean, we're talking fifteen twenty. 25 exactly. years, 25 exactly. years old. And, and so I think the awareness um, in, in America is a little slow as far as the injury prevention and strength and conditioning. Um, and I think that it's starting to catch on a little bit. Um, and, and that's the only thing that we are trying to do is just build that awareness and build, build the fact that, um, these modalities these have to happen um absolutely on, on on your end when you are looking at an athlete how is your assessment process like take me through uh steps i mean you don't have to go into in depth but maybe just a, a you know new athlete just got signed what are the first right. things that you're going to do with them um i do i do the, the white balance test um just to see uh, right away, some 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 deficiencies. See some muscle imbalances right there. Usually, most of my assessments, I try to record uh, videotape, um, so I can compare later, or right after uh, my assessment, I can uh, reassess on my own time and watch the video, so I can see a little details that I wasn't able to catch uh, with my eyes. So. All, all the assessments uh, I, I videotape. So the white the white balance, I do the the overhead squat, uh, mm-hmm. frontal and side view, um, where I try to find some some deficiencies. Uh, if they lean forward too much, if they're if they're lifting the heels, if there is some lack of mobility on the ankles, those type of stuff. You know, if the the trunk is parallel to to the to the legs as they, they go as they're going down, um, how far are they going down? Um, those type of things that we we look for on the overhead squat. Uh, of course, in the frontal view, if the knee knee values, if the knees come inside or toes are rotating wide. Um, those are key indicators um, for lack of flexibility, mobility, uh, or just 
most swing bombers in general. Absolutely. Uh, then I do vertical jump, not just not just to test power um, and and how high the, the players can can um, can go, but also to see the landing technique if if the players are landing correctly. Uh, if that is if that is knee values as well, um, once they land or once they they jump. So those are the three main main um, test assessments that I do here. Um, have I do Nordic Nordic hamstring as well, and I videotape those to see the point of uh failure uh, mm-hmm. where the, absolutely where the play, yeah where the play can't hold anymore so they go very very slow on the nordic hamstring uh and i try to see the angle of the knee once they break into it and they fall forward that's fantastic man and uh, um you mentioned the overhead squat profile and when we were talking before uh, you know how i'm a, i'm i'm I really do advocate, um, you know, functional movement patterns and screenings. Do you feel that functional movement screenings, there's, there's seven specific movement patterns, but do you feel that the FMS is validated towards soccer? Um, I've been going from, I, I, I was, I was introduced to FMS Back in 2012, I actually I did my certifications on FMS, um, and then I started realize that um, first of all, it's not specific for soccer. Uh, secondly, in my opinion, uh, I know people has different opinions. Um, I don't think it's valid for sports in general, um, and here's why. Um, you on, on 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 the original test, you don't record, you don't you don't videotape. So for me, that's a mistake in my opinion. Um, sec- secondly, if for example the strength and conditioning coach leaves the club and leave the the results from preseason, it's gonna be completely different from the new strength and conditioning coach or or. Um, or athletic training that there is going to do the test. You know, the way you grade, maybe it's going to be different the way I grade. You know, I'm really hard on the movements, the perfection of the movement. So maybe somebody's grading uh, a three, I'm grading two, maybe one, you know, because I'm, I, I like perfection. I, I'm always chasing the perfection of the movements. So, that is uh, an issue there because the difference between um, the, 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 the scores are, are going to be different from, from coach to coach, from trainer to trainer. So the, the score system doesn't really work. There are some research saying that um, if you are below 14, you're on the risk. Um, there is some research that came out and uh, said that that's not actually valid. So there are some, there are a lot of issues that it's a hot topic 
um, since there there are a lot of trainers working with FMS, I did yes in the past. I worked with it, and then I started realizing that uh, I need to incorporate the cameras to actually see uh, the the dysfunctional dysfunction and muscle imbalances because on the original FMS you only allowed to do the, the to perform the exercise three times um, and then in three times uh, there are a lot a lot of dysfunctional and muscle imbalances that the eyes cannot catch so um, my best so my best solution for coaches that are listening to this uh, podcast is to record if, if you are doing FMS that's great but Record those tests. Record um, um, while the, the 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 clients or the athlete is performing the FMS, because then later you can evaluate and grade even better than you did um, right away on the on the once once the the athlete was performing the test. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I it's and the reason why I bring up the FMS is that. I truly, I truly do believe, um, and and you're right. Let me let me take a step back. The the eyes are gonna and, and what every athlete or what every coach views at an athlete, they are gonna score differently. They may be a little bit more lenient to say, you know, yes, I scored them a three based on X, Y, and Z, but you and I may score a two just because you know we may know or, or you're going to be a little bit more specific on how the athlete moves. Maybe the ankle mobility, maybe the ankle mobility was not as, as fluid um, as you would have liked. Um, yep. So I, I, it's funny that you are, are saying that. And the reason why I bring up the FMS is because I only look at the overhead squat profile because it's a catch-all and I'm looking yep. at, looking at just a, now I get the lunge. Now, the lunge we can look, I look at, uh, while again, recording, we will do it like a 20 meter sprint test, but in the 20 meter sprint test, I'm recording from the frontal plane, um, and looking at where the knees track, how the feet are landing. Um, and exactly. I, and, 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 yeah, once again, you, and you can, you can, you can easily, um, you can correct athlete, that. Yeah. You, you can do the athlete on, on a treadmill record, from the side view and from the back view and, and see if that is uh, supination, pronation of, of the ankles. You can see if the, the, the gait through just like one, one minute on the side view and one minute on the back view or even less, 30 seconds, you're going to be able to see deficiencies there on, on the treadmill. Um, over your past, um, let's just say the past, four or five years when you're looking at the athletes um, posture and you're, and you're kind of doing the assessments and you're really trying to make sure that the, the athlete stays injury free. Are you looking at their, the foot arch? Is that something that you look at? Hey, can you take your shoes off? Can we evaluate your arch in the foot? Yes. Um, all my assessments are done uh, barefoot besides the vertical jump. Um, so yes, I do, I do see the, the, the arch in the foot, uh, especially for pronation and supination, those type of stuff. And if it's a flat footed, don't you find, 
that if you were that one simple adjustment, right? Looking at the foot and identifying that, okay, this athlete has a flat foot and without a corrective insert from an orthotic or, or feet, that's going to cause a lot of the problems. That maybe one be one one simple one simple solution to um, looking at how the knees track, and then obviously because now the knees are valgus, uh, that's going to affect the yep. hips, and now the hips are that's... internally rotated, and now we have back pain, and it really exactly. stemmed from ha- so... <laughs> it really stemmed from um, really stemmed from just looking at that feet, and I think that some of our coaches kind of missed that. Um, in the assessment process in the assessment process, it seems that, uh, you have, you have yours down to, to your science to where it's, it's practical and it seems very functional as well. Um, I, I think that where athletic and strength and conditioning is going in soccer, um, we can catch up very quickly as long as we have guys uh, like you on the forefront and really um, help educating the, the, the coaches and the athletes and the youth athletes. Uh, I know that you, you deal more on the professional level uh, than I do. And I, I deal more on the, uh, the, the youth athletic uh, side Uh but in yeah, which it doesn't it doesn't change much it doesn't you know, change it, it, that's exactly yeah. that's exactly what i was getting at it really it does not change a lot but what i where i'm going with this is we we lack long term athletic development um and we, yes. we we i think we even touched base on this last time that we talked was yeah. the the athletes and the coaches are being um i don't want to say forced but the, you know we're going to specialize in a sport early or we're going to, we're going to continue to, you know, do these things over and over and over. What is your take on the long-term athletic development here? And how do you feel that it's improved or it needs improvement? Uh, It definitely needs improvement on. So that, that is the youth. That is the college. And that is the pro level, right? Um, so, on the youth side, I think every, every every youth club should have a gym on site um, and a strengthening and conditioning uh, department where they have a head of a head of the department assistance um, and educate the coaches uh, regards to warm up, regards to engine preventions. Uh, inside of the warm-up. Um, um, and then going going to college now, which is, is still part of the youth, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, and, the, and, and the development, um, you know, you you have four years to, to maximize and to actually transform that, that the young kid to a professional player. I think that's that's the key, and I think that's where uh, we are missing um, a little bit of the development as an athlete, you know, uh, physically, and as a player, uh, technically, tactically. Because the coaches, unfortunately, they don't have the, the the time 
to spend with the with the kids you know kids gotta go to class gotta go to college gotta go um gotta go to class then they have to travel then they have they need to have a day off and then on on the off season when it's time to actually work get some work done the players on they are only allowed to work for eight hours uh per week which it's not it's not enough and then if if you compare this to a kid in England or you know any 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 country in Europe the, the, the kids are playing way more games they have better facilities they have um, coaches that are very very well educated um, in regards to injury prevention in regards to 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 strengthening conditioning and there is a better education as well to the players you know every, every time a player get get injury in Europe um, their assignment is to go home do a research about the type of injury they have and they have to come back to athletic trainer and say okay I have this this and this okay and then they have a good conversation with the athletic trainer and then now uh, once the athletic trainer is prescribing the, the exercise, the kid understands why they're doing those type of exercises. So I think it's, um, I think we are behind in, in terms of uh, education, in terms of um, strengthening, conditioning, and developing of the youth. And uh, in, a, in a technical perspective and tactical perspective, um, uh, rookie in, in in Europe uh, is 16, 17. That's when they start training with the pro teams. That's right. And he, That's right. And here in America, um, a rookie is 21, 22 when they're out of college, and and those two those two to four years in college, they didn't develop as much as they could. So that is that is an issue there. I worked I worked I worked in college for the last four years, five years, and I played in college as well. I went to UCF. So I think that is um, we are not maximizing the potential of the players um, in college. I, I would I would agree, and then obviously that's that opens up another conversation as far as. Uh, um, soccer in college, and and it's so compact. Um, yep. So, Gabe, uh, listen, I don't want to keep up too much of your time, but I really do want, I really do want to thank you for this conversation and really helping, um, you and I helping the audience that we that we serve. Um, obviously with other strength coaches, um, that. What I guess what we really want to relay is take the time to help educate your athlete, help the time to help educate the parent and the coaches, and then execute on that education. Um, I think exactly. I think it's really important that um, we hold you know we hold ourselves to a higher standard, um, mm-hmm. and that way the the athlete will hold themselves to a higher standard. Um, so I, I think that, you know, again, I appreciate you really coming on. Um, my last question. My pleasure. Yeah, my last yep. question for you is if there's one piece of advice for a new strength and conditioning coach or a new 
uh, personal trainer or a- anybody working with the youth athlete, what, are, what would you say that your number one uh, piece of advice would be? Be confident. Has con- have confidence in what you're doing. Study. Never stop studying. Um, and try. Don't be afraid to try uh, new things, new exercise that you believe that's going to be um, uh, beneficial for that particular um, athlete. You know, always always keeping the, the principles of the, 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 the three different planes um, and make, make notes, you know. Uh, if you feel that that works, then you can try with different athletes. If it didn't work, then you just, okay, I'm not going to use this exercise anymore. Um, and focus on movement instead of uh, exercise. Mm. I think um, movement is the main thing instead of uh, just isolated exercise. Isolated exercise uh, are good as well, but I would stay focused on movement and get the perfection of movements. Excellent. Excellent. Gabe, I appreciate your time, man, and we'll talk to you soon. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right.